Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another random podcast. I'm your host, Ender, and today is going to be a fun day for our first episode, which has been in the month in the making. Yeah. Alright, well, firstly, the problems. So, I met, I wanted to start off the podcast a about a month ago, and uh, bad things began to happen. Yeah, so I'm back now, and a little bit worse for wear. But anyways, let's get into what today's episode's going to be. It's going to be me talking about random racing games I like. Now, I'm not a race game fan, like a true race game fan, but I mean, I do play race games from time to time. So here's a few that I truly... I gotta say, I must enjoy and why I enjoy them. Well, firstly, it's, uh, it's Trackmania Nations Forever. I picked it up this year, in fact. I've been playing it for about a month and a half now. It's free on Steam, and that's pretty much all I gotta say about that. No, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's free on Steam, it's been around for like 12 years now, and it's even more popular than it, it's, it still has increased popularity in all the other countries except America, for reasons still unknown. It's re- it's about you piloting a Formula One car through mentally insane op- mentally insane cor- insane courses, mastering drifts, overwalls, and so many other features to reach it to the end and get one of the best times. There's also online support, still actively being updated for being a game from 2008. <laughs> Which, to me, is kind of nothing short of amazement, as NATO has not up... NATO, the developers, and Ubisoft as well, have not updated it since its release. Yeah, I know, insane, right? So, yeah, it has a bunch of courses to play on, as it is a very... It's a very fun, it's a, it's fun for, for people, and there's a lot of um, community support, like um, if you were to buy the other game, United Forever, which gives you some bonus loot, you have many, many th- places, you have a um, track share, you have even some YouTubers that are still actively doing it in 2020, I know, right? Yeah, so there's a lot of people still playing on it. It's very much relevant. Not exactly relevant as you think. It's, it's I think it's, I think it's pop, more popular than the new 2020 Trackmania. Do not recommend it. Ta- it costs a lot of crap just to get, just to get some good stuff like multiplayer and whatnot. Not recommended. But still. Yeah, overall, 
I expect Mania Nations forever just because of the just the uniqueness of it, which originally brought me to it. Just the very unique um, play styling, the fact that I've never seen a game go like this. And I've played like a lot of Need for Speed and other games similar to it. Similar in like racing categories. But this one kind of shines off in its own light. For once, you actually have to use physics to your advantage in a side, a Formula One racing car in tracks that are kind of unreal, like kind of go from meh, okay, to 100% unrealistic, but still extremely fun. So overall, I must give it a um, 10 out of 10. I mean, it's 8 out of 10 since it is it has some bugs, but the reason why it's not like a 2 out of 10, like like it's like it's clean gameplay is 8 because there are bugs, but it's not like buggy as in it would be so bad. Like all the bugs are not predictable and whatnot. The community is definitely a solid 10 out of 10. I have no further comment there. The racing aspects, really solid 10 out of 10. Their track builder, yes, I said track builder. Really, it's a little confusing at first, but still is relatively easy, even for the advanced mode. Solid 9.5 out of 10, due to the fact there is some complications. And that's about it for that. And the second one is Dirt Rally. The original, not 2.0. 2.0 is the one where they just decide, oh yeah, you want all these cars? You gotta pay DLC money. I actually got it during the um during the free event that they had back in 2019, fall 2019. That was uh pure chaos when I got it. I uh couldn't install because Steam's, the Steam downloading thing for that entire game was inexistent. Very much inexistent. Literally, you'd have to put in some sort of special code. Just, you have to go into the um, you have to go into the commands thing and have to force a command that will force it to install because it was that bad. Still, it was it was very realistic. I must give, I think, nine point five out of ten for realism. I mean, there were some little bit glitches, but no, not that much. Car, car originality ten out of ten. The tuning five out of ten because I couldn't figure out anything about that, so I literally just went on the workshop and got some good presets and modified them a little bit. But we're not going to talk about that. Yeah, but the fact that your cars can be completely customizable is definitely what gives it a good 10 out of 10. It Generally, overall, it's 8 out of 10. Also, note for people who want to pick up Dirt Rally, the original, for your starter car, please, please, please do all of us a favor and do not pick the Renault Alpine A110. It's rear-engine mounted. And it has rear-wheel drive. The worst combination. The literal worst combination. 
still, other than that, I must admit that its progression is kind of unique. The fact that there is some semi-realistic um, destruction. Yes, yes, I know somebody posted a... I know somebody's made a video on a meme where it's like... Where it's like dirt, dirt is like super high paced and then dirt rally the moment you step off the starting line you go flying into trees. That is not true. Not true. Not at all. No, no, no. It's good game. Very good game. But one of the best features I find about it is simply the fact that it's fun. It has a semi-active community, although there's not like, what, dirt 5 now? Yeah, it's overall 9.5 out of 10. I mean, there's a few hiccups and whatnot. Yeah, and uh, I wanted this podcast to go for three minutes, and I just covered two games. All right, well, time to um go into more obscure games with Ender. Oh my gosh, I'm not doing that again. No, 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 no. Oh, oh, I'm still recording. <laughs> Uh, well, time to talk about obscure games. Some of which you may know, some of which you may not, and I will go through a one pet peeve for one game in particular, Rocket League. Yeah, yeah, you might have noticed if you bought it on Steam, it is no longer on sale on Steam, like forever, including all the DLCs, although I picked up three freebies. I guess we're purchasing it on Steam. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure anymore. I'm a Namaba. Yeah, so I bought it, like, what, back in, like, 2017, maybe 2016, even? I mean, I played it back when it was, like, on the PS4. Yeah, yeah, I know someone, I know someone's going to probably be like, You're that? Oh, you're going to talk about that? That is crap. And I'm like, no. The game was really fun, although I have crappy stuff, so I can't exactly play it. But then Epic Games takes it over, and of course Epic Games is at war with other companies and whatnot. So Epic Games literally just takes over one of my favorite games, which with uniqueness, and removes it off Steam. And then Untitled Goose Game, originally on sale for only Epic Games Store, comes on to Steam with co-op. I'm not, I'm not sure anymore why, but still... I'm sad that Rocket League left since it was a really fun game. A lot of people use Steam since, I mean, everyone thinks Epic Games is trash for hosting the number one trash game in the world. Fortnite! Yes, I memed it. I memed it. Okay, okay. Okay, no more hating. No more hating. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, so Rocket League was fun. It was fun while it lasted, but after a while, it just got boring. I think another... Obscure game I've played is, I think it dates back to before Giant Software came out with their uh, Farming Simulator series. And it's the only game officially licensed by an official tractor company named John Deere. That's right, I'm going to talk about John Deere Drive Green. Fun fact, it was actually on Steam for viable purposes. How did I figure this out? Because doing some Google crap, I found out that you can still partly access from Google only the community for John Deere Drive Green. Yeah, that was a very interesting time I had. 
I mean, John Deere Drive Green, it was just like uh, modern-day Unity games. But still, it was probably one of the earliest attempts at getting a farming simulator game. Also coming around the point where, also coming around the point of 2008. Still very fun. It has like little missions you can do in a home farm that you can buy equipment and implements on. Just, and you can also get like, like these skull things. Like, like you can just literally pick up skeletons. Like these little fossilized bones everywhere, and pick them up and just slap them onto a stand, and just like as if you knew everything. And it was really a fun time back when I played it. The gameplay was a solid eight out of ten. I mean, it was a little buggy. I mean, not as buggy as some stuff I've played in Farming Simulator 2019, like an old Bugatti Chiron mod. That managed to go light speed and absolutely break. Yeah, I managed to break FS19 many times over. Don't ask. Yeah, so I played that. And I played that for a section of my childhood, and that was a pretty fun experience. Let's see. More obscure games that you probably might have heard about. Spore! Yes, Spore. I... Do not like The Sims. Yes, I do own Game Boy. I do own a Game Boy cartridge called The Sims Busting Out, which is the Game Boy adapt adaptation to the GameCube, Sims Busting Out. And it's licensed for GameCube as the only game which you can actually control your own Sim. That's right, you can create it and you have physical control on whatever it does. And you can even move it by yourself without clicking, click, without doing any clicking or any other crap. You literally just play as like a person, like an RPG. That was really fun. May I still have a nine out of ten? I mean, I'm a vintage game player. But definitely, Spore is a life creation game. It does have some aspects from The Sims, but no, no, it, it was its own thing, and I really enjoyed playing it. I still own it. It's. It's still very much fun, and although it's not really what the community wanted back when it was first released, it is still having some pop popularity in 2020. Well, some, like a minority. And obscure games that you never heard of that I play constantly, Terra Tech. Yeah, Lathrix has Lathland or Lathrix has been keeping that game up uh, afloat. It's actively being updated. It's solid ten out of ten. It's like it's like some games I play where you're where you can just beat enemies, collect resources and whatnot. But in fact, you can literally just take the corpses of your enemies in case enemy techs, not actual dead bodies. No, 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 just blocks and strap them onto your vehicle. It's really fun. 10 out of 10. No, just 10 out of 10. Its community is very active, very supportive, and very fun. I've been with it since its first update for multiplayer, which was a deathmatch mode. And it's gone a long way from then. And every single update has only gotten better and better. 
Now, let's talk about one of my most favorite obscure games of all time. No, 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 not Minecraft. No, 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 no. Uh, come on, I keep forgetting its name. Uh, oh, oh, Tanky Online, yes. Yes, yes, back when I was in, uh, like, uh, like on, like, the second last year of elementary school, and me being, I think, I think I'm a junior or a freshman this year, I'm not sure. So, like, like, five, six years ago, this was a major fad in my, in my school, it was, you play tanky, and everybody enjoyed it, it was completely online, is very fun to play just you just played it and it was really good it was a really fun game while it lasted because i've played probably so much of it that i've gotten every item in it like it gives you like a fun bonus like, once you get to a certain level, you can begin talking with the community there. And it is a massively fun time. I mean, it's tanks shooting tanks on. And it's, like, futuristic. And it's still been getting updates to this day. It's It still surprises me every time I play it. For some game I've played a long time ago, just as fun. Where it got banished from my school. I must admit that now playing it again, I have so many fun memories. And on the same topic, let's go into one of my favorite, um, one of my favorite mobile games, War Robots. That game was a solid ten out of ten. I could even get it on Steam and play it there, but not really that much fun. Well, actually, it was still very much fun, but meh. It was, it was enjoyable. Like, I remember being sick, like, several years back and just playing so much War Robots. I got really far into the game. Just, I just like it. I, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of, like, full-out FPS, FPS games. I do play some FPS games from time to time, but mainly I'm just a boring Joe. Huh. Yeah, and so I think that just gonna wrap it up for another random podcast, episode one. War robots. We talked. We just. I just talked 